street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. Please follow me on Twitter at MagnaBosco or on Facebook and YouTube at MagnaBosco210. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. Good morning. How was your walk? Oh, it was awesome. It was usual. Very nice. Do you have time to do an interview? For, for what? For my hobby. What's your hobby? I'm doing something called street epistemology. Okay. Where it's a dialectical. We have a conversation after we select a belief that you think is true. Okay. And I ask questions to gently challenge how you could be so sure okay. that what you think is true is really true. Okay, actually, I'm reading C.S. Lewis, and his mm. he, he does this in a, he wants us to challenge our beliefs. Fantastic. Yeah. Are you okay if I record it? Sure, I don't care. I'm Anthony, by the way. Hi, I'm Cindy. How do I spell that? C-I-N-D-Y. Okay. You're reading C.S. Lewis? Yes, yes. Okay. Because I want to. You said you're okay if I record it. Yeah. Is that right? Okay, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Why are you reading it? Because I'm trying to challenge my own beliefs. Mm. Am I believing things just because it's the norm, or am I believing things because it's true? I love that. I love that mentality. That's exactly why I come out here to engage with people, mm -hmm. to use Socratic questions, to respectfully mm -hmm. challenge yes, we people's beliefs. Challenge our beliefs. You'd be surprised at how few people do it. Well, I'm just starting that mm -hmm. journey because I started with him okay. because uh, he wrote a book called Mere Christianity, mm -hmm. and he actually started out as an atheist and actually became a Christian. He's not, he didn't, he wrote the Lion, Witch, and Wardrobe. The oh, yes. I remember reading that like in fourth or fifth grade, yeah. something like that. Yeah. But I never read the other one. I've heard of it many, many oh, times. Oh, no, he's written I've... a bunch of books. He's written yeah. like... A lot of Christian uh, apologist type of books, right? No, not even that. He was oh. he he was a, uh, a teacher at Oxford, okay. and he was a teacher at Oxford for many many years. And he and uh, J.R. Tolkien mm. used to get together, and it was actually a small group. And then it just kind of wheedled out to those two, and they would have these long discussions like till four o'clock in the morning. Interesting. Not just on Christianity, but on the whole system of beliefs. Well, that's fantastic. Uh, it's kind of similar to what I do in that uh, I start mm -hmm. conversations with strangers. We select a belief that you feel very strongly about, whether it's uh, that a higher power exists mm -hmm. or that you think karma is real or uh, you think that there's a hole in the ozone and then you're wearing more protective clothing to avoid it or something. We pick a belief uh -huh. and I challenge you with questions. I want to understand okay. what you believe, why, and, and how you're so sure. And... Well, first of all, I'll start out, I'm not sure of anything. <laughs> Try to have an open mind. <laughs> okay. Which belief do you want to pick? And okay. if, if it's something that's tied very strongly to your identity or you find yourself thinking about it a lot lately, this would be a great exercise. Christianity is what I've been trying to okay. determine. Does God really exist? Excellent. And just a little heads up here. Please try to be as honest uh -huh and frank as possible. I'm, there's no wrong answer with me. Yeah. Okay? This is a great opportunity, I think, to really walk through the belief mm -hmm. with somebody who doesn't even know you, maybe. And maybe that's even a better thing. I don't know. 
Um, and I'm, I'm going to try to be as neutral as possible mm-hmm. as well. Okay, so let's talk about Christianity and your belief that Christianity is true. Or maybe mm-hmm. we can either do that or... No, your, I, th- I believe it's true. Do you want to do your confidence that the Christian God is real? Or do you want to do your, your belief that Christianity is true? Because I think they're slightly the, different the questions. God, the God exists. Okay. That the universe just didn't happen from a big bang. Mm-hmm. And is this higher power of the Christian flavor? Uh, I think it's of all flavors because, you know, you go to the Christian belief and then you go to the Tai Tao Ching and they, there's some commonalities there and that there is a moralistic guidance within ourselves, mm. uh, a moral compass, so to speak. And I think that per, permeates through all um, different uh, peoples, all different cultures. So you want to focus on the higher power then as opposed to the specific Christian God? Yes. Okay. Can I get a sense of your certainty that the higher power exists on a scale from zero to 100? And the scale is optional. Okay, yeah. You don't have to do it. 100. 100% would be there's no question in my mind. I have no doubt. Yes, at this point, I have no doubt. Okay. I'm not saying something can't come along later on in life and change my beliefs. I mean, okay. You're 100% confident, yet you're open to changing your mind. Correct. Okay. I admire that. Let's calibrate the scale just a little bit. Okay. How certain are you that I'm right here in front of you right now? Uh, Zero to 100. Based on my vision, mm-hmm. based on all my senses, yeah. I would say 100% based on all my senses. I could be a hologram. Correct. A very complicated one. <laughs> I suppose it's not entirely that. Are you 100% sure that I'm in front of you right now? Uh, based on my sense of seeing and my sense of hearing yes okay and i just shook your hand so my that's true we, we did touch okay so i would say 100 percent that you're in front of me okay okay can we expand the thought experiment just a tad mm-hmm. and i'm going to make a claim okay i'm going to claim that i own a ferrari okay and where would you be in terms of your confidence that that claim is true uh you own a Ferrari. I would say, I would say probably 5% on my confidence. That 5 out of 100? Correct. Hmm. You're pretty skeptical on that claim. Yes, I am. If I was wearing a suit and I made the same claim, would you still be Oh, I'd probably be even less, probably 2%. Really? Because <laughs> I feel like people dress to impress. <laughs> If I pulled out a keychain with the Ferrari logo on it, would you move I'd from the five? Don't be skeptical, because you've got to look mm. at the whole picture. How many people actually own a Ferrari? And what are the chances that you own a Ferrari versus mm. the entire population? I don't think that many people own Ferraris. Okay. So I'd be quite skeptical. Because I have mm. to go with the chance, you know, with the chances. Sure. What would change your mind that I actually owned a Ferrari? If you showed me the title to the Ferrari. Mm. How about if I said, well, that, that's at my house, but I can walk you out to the parking lot and show you my Ferrari. No, I still wouldn't believe it. People rent cars all the time. In fact, I think would more move, people are renting Would you move owning. from the 5%? 
No, I don't think mm. so. I, 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 okay, I'd probably, yeah, budget maybe one or two percent. Yeah. If I, we were to walk over there and I beep beep the car and I could actually get into it. But whether you actually own it or you're renting it is a big difference. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's good. So um, a title of uh, proof of ownership. Yes with maybe a stamp on it from the city or I don't yes. know how that all then works. Then I would believe you 100% that you own that. Okay. And that, and your driver's license matches yeah. the name on the title. Is it conceivable that I've actually sold the car in the morning and That's I'm here true. to meet the person? This is true. I hadn't thought of that. So would 100% be a good place to be on that? If you still had the title with mm -hmm. your name on it, I'd still say 100% and all the pieces were intact on the title because I think you've got to tear off a portion of the title. I have no idea how that yeah, works. Yeah, I think you do. There's a portion where okay. you actually tear, tear it off to get mm. to, the, to, the, to okay. the seller. So I, I think what I'm getting here from you is that you would be willing to fluctuate in terms of your confidence on yes. a belief yes. depending on uh, the, evidence. the evidence that you're receiving. Correct. Right? Okay. All right, so let's, can we just shift really quickly back yes. to the higher power? Yes. You mentioned you're 100% sure. Yes. What is the criteria, what is the evidence that you that you have at your disposal to warrant 100% confidence that it's true? Uh, okay, whenever I do something really bad, and I've tried to differentiate this between what I was brought up believing and my utmost inner self, what it truly believes. And so whenever I do something that's wrong, I mean, I just know it instinctively that it's wrong. Like if I steal something, I am so mm -hmm. guilt-ridden. Or if I, if I say something that is harmful to someone else, then mm -hmm. I just know that there is a moral compass inside of me. Does everyone have it? I think some people have gone so far away from their moral compass that they um, no longer listen to it. But I think we all have an inner voice that, that tells us the difference between right and wrong. Mm. And I think that inner voice comes from a higher power. My belief is that it does come from a higher power. Yes. And because you have experienced this inner voice and you've experienced the feelings that yes. you get when you... Have deviated. Right, you, you've uh, stolen something or whatever. Yes. Um, you've done something bad or wrong. Correct. The feelings that you get and the, the thought that this must be some sort of moral compass. Mm -hmm. And therefore, because you have all that and you've experienced all that, that leads you to a high degree of confidence that the God Correct. is real. Correct. Okay. Do you know of anybody who has had those feelings of um, feeling guilty about stealing things mm -hmm. or having a concept of morality, mm -hmm. yet they don't conclude that it's because a God exists? Yes. Okay. Yes. Do you have a friend or family member? Yes. Okay. Are they justified in believing that there is no God because they get those feelings? Are they justified? 
I could rephrase it if you'd like me to. No, no, no. I'm just thinking on that. I think we're all justified in our own beliefs, but, and I uh, appreciate his belief, but I don't believe it. I think he's justified based on his own experiences. But the thing that people, I think where they deviate is that they get angry because things didn't go the way they wanted to. And, and they didn't get the answers that they wanted at the time that they spoke to this higher power. But, hmm. they, you know, that, that they turned away, truly, because they, they didn't receive what they wanted uh, from the higher power. Yeah. What I'm trying to understand, though, is if a person concludes that there is no higher power, and they're basing it on this idea that they, they're getting feelings of morality and mm -hmm. this idea of right and wrong. Mm -hmm. Does it mean that they're justified in coming to that conclusion that there is no God? No, I don't think, based on my beliefs, I don't think they're justified in that okay. conclusion. Could they possibly look at your stance that you're, you're experiencing these feelings of right and wrong and thinking that you have a moral compass and concluding that there's a God? Could they interpret that as not being justified in concluding that the God is real? Okay, you want to just say that one more yeah. time? Yeah. So it sounds like you have a friend mm -hmm. who um, doesn't believe in any God. And I'm just saying, like, hypothetically, let's say he's a, he's, he looks at people who are concluding to 100% certainty that there's a God mm -hmm. because they're experiencing these feelings of remorse when they steal or they think that there's some sort of in, inherent morality, mm -hmm. but they're not concluding that there's a God. Do you think that they would look at people who do conclude there is a God because of the same things that they're experiencing and not be convinced by that? Wow, that one's a tough one. That one's a tough one because they feel, you know, they feel justified in their beliefs. I feel justified in mine. It... <laughs> I think it depends on, you know, how pervasive your argument is, you know, how, how it affects them. Um, you know, I think eventually people can be, their beliefs can be challenged and changed. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I, th I, I think that they are justified in that moment in time that there is no God based on their feelings, but I do think that you can, that they can be brought around. To me, someone who has the same belief throughout all their life, you know, the same beliefs, they never change. It, it's, I don't know if they've grown a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> because. You ever go back home, like where you grew up? And yes. You see yes. people that, that, that yes. they don't look like they changed all that much. Yes. I mean, are they right? Am I wrong? I don't know. Mm. Uh, have I just lost my way? Mm. <laughs> I don't have all the answers. Yeah. Uh, back to this whole Ferrari example. If an individual felt that it was true that I owned a Ferrari, would they be justified in concluding that? Would they be justified in concluding? If they felt like you owned one? Yeah. No. 
is your position that there's a higher power based on feelings? Yes, that's all it can really be based on. Um, well, no, I guess I take that back. You know, you, you, you have to look at the world around you too. No, it's not just based on feelings. You know, come to think of it, it's more um, the whole complexity of the universe. I mean, it, to me, it's just too complex mm. to not have been created. I mean, you just look at each, you know, molecule and how they work uh, okay. on varying levels, mm -hmm. you know. There's just no, it's infinite, infinite complexity All this of is life. so complex. Yes. It's, to me, it's just not like something that was created from a big bang. Uh -huh. you know, it's just, and all of a sudden, everything's fell into place. <laughs> yeah. That's me. Okay. What are your beliefs? I try to be super neutral on it, I as know. I told you at the start, because I don't want to influence you. No, and but now we're done. So I'm, I... Yeah, um, I'm probably a little bit more close to, close to the line to maybe where your friend is. Okay. Because I think I, I can observe, I have those same feelings. So like if I were, I don't know, mm -hmm. I, I'd say I took your jacket. Mm -hmm. uh, I, it would probably eat at me, because I'm like, oh, I took that poor lady's jacket. You know, that wasn't very nice. Um, because I just don't want to harm people. Mm-hmm. So I think I still have a moral compass, I think you called it, which mm -hmm. is a great word. Um, I still think I have that in my mind uh, because I can, I can empathize. Like I can think what it might feel like if somebody were to steal my jacket. I wouldn't like it very much. And where does that moral compass emanate from? Is it from the belief system you were taught as a child or does it come from something? I don't think something? so. I'm not sure because I've talked to a lot of people from various... I've talked to atheists, to Hindus, to all the way up to mm -hmm. fundamental evangelical Christians who are like, you know, they're, they're, in their they're all in and they're not open to changing yes, their exactly. mind. Like you, like you have some flexibility, it sounded like. Well, I'm trying to find the truth is what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for any certain, I'm trying not to. I want to find the truth. I want to find the truth too. <laughs> and I think that this act of questioning is a really good way to zoom into the truth without causing people to become defensive mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, trying to do it without ridiculing or, um, or just dismissing something because it sounds implausible because maybe, you know, maybe there really is a higher power. And there are a lot of mysteries that are unexplained, mm -hmm. you know, that scientists can't even explain. Like this complexity. Are you going to be looking for a Ferrari in the parking lot when <laughs> I, you leave? I would have noticed a Ferrari <laughs> in the parking lot. I think I got here after you got on the trail, quite honestly. No, because I saw you talking to a lady as I was walking up. Oh, have I been here that long? How far did you go? Probably not I just, it, not all the trails are open. Oh, is that, oh, because of the rain. Yeah. yeah, it's been raining. Okay. Well, I really enjoyed our talk. Oh, I did too. That was really a blast. <laughs> and I have my card here. Okay. And feel free to email me or if you see me out here again. Yeah, I see you here all reach the out time. To me. What's your name again? I'm terrible my, at names. My name is Anthony. Anthony. Yes, ma'am. Anthony. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So Anthony Bordeaux, I'll have to, you know, you're a traveler in time <laughs> and space. Oh, wow. I like <laughs> that. <laughs> or I could just write it down on the card. <laughs> it's up to you. No, that's fine. I can remember now. I've got to associate it with something. You have a good day, Anthony. You do. Have a nice holiday as well. Thank you. You as well.
at the start there, I assured Cindy that it was all right if she didn't know the answers and that she could be honest with me. I also think calibrating the scale before examining her claim that a God exists proved to be very effective, well worth the extra time. Yeah. Uh huh. You hear all kinds of stories, so you become very skeptical of anything anybody says. Usually, I hear it's the other way around. The okay. stories make people more convinced that there's something real, like a, that there really is a higher power. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like you own a Ferrari. I've had people uh, work at the, working at the ER tell me all kinds of mm. stories. Okay. Like the lady who swore she was pregnant, and we did an ultrasound, and she was not pregnant. Oh, interesting. Or, you know, just, we've heard it all. Okay. So, you, you become very skeptical as a New York nurse. You're skeptical about my claim that I own a Ferrari. Correct. You have the ability now to skim the parking lot. I want to find the evidence. <laughs> yeah. Are you equally as skeptical when it comes to your confidence, 100%? That's why I'm reading the books. That's why I'm still searching. Hmm. Yes, but I, 100% right now, if I had to say 100%, yes, I mean, zero to 100, I'd say 100. Mm -hmm. But I still want to find the truth. Is that the truth? Is my beliefs the truth? You want to believe things that are true. Is that Correct. right? Yeah, me too. Me too. Okay, have a good one. Okay. Bye, Cindy. It was so neat that she came back to talk. Interesting that her work as an ER nurse has made her more skeptical. Other than challenging her on feeling that morality comes from a higher power, which she seemed to back off on and shifted to complexity, this talk was more about confidence levels on belief claims, and that was fine with me. Yes, I could have pursued her new justification of complexity by asking more questions, and yet, I think this talk was more than adequate for an initial encounter. More talks with Cindy seem very likely, and we can cover that later if needed. This talk, I think, was a real turning point for me in that SE is so much more than just about imparting doubt. I think it's also about passing along these skills to my interlocutor. These folks will be with their thoughts far longer than one or two short talks with me, so perhaps teaching them this method so that they can use it on themselves is just as important if not more. I think an argument could be made that simply conducting belief calibration exercises with people could help them when they later decide to evaluate other beliefs they hold. So if you've ever been on the fence about trying SE, think about starting out with that one only. By her own words, Cindy is on a search for truth, and I'm hopeful that this conversation will be a memorable stepping stone in her journey. Street Epistemology is a technique by Dr. Peter Bogosian in his book, A Manual for Creating Atheists, and his Android and iOS app, Atheos. 